Um, welcome back here for episode 12 of Who's on the Front Post. Uh, we're your host. No, it's definitely 12. It's definitely 12. Definitely okay. 12. Here with your host, Dan and Rob. Kev's unfortunately out today. Just when West Ham lose, he just doesn't want to appear on the air. Wow. Very unprofessional. That's what happens. Me. That's what happens. But I must say, I think they were a little bit robbed myself. Now, in all seriousness, Kev's just not able to make it on this week. He'll hopefully be back next week anyway. So, uh, more interesting Premier League action this weekend with Liverpool, unfortunately, beating Chelsea in our case. Well, it was a good game, I have to say. I enjoyed it, and I think Liverpool deserved the win, if I'm brutally honest. They um, definitely deserved the win, yeah, what, yeah, what a wonder goal Smashing from goal. Quality, really, quality really goal, yeah. yeah. And else. the fourth goal was very good as well. A very, very well-worked goal, I thought, you know. Yeah, Jordan but, Henderson really well, did the business I'm, on that. And yeah. I, I, look, I'm one of the bigger critics of Jordan Henderson. I'm not a fan of him myself, but credit where credit is to you. He has been very good in the last few weeks, and I think he's proven to clap himself that he... Definitely deserves the right in, in, to be in that team and to yeah make them actually a bit of a driving force. So uh, he did very well to win the ball back and put it in for Manny for the first yeah, goal. The first goal was good. And as I say, the second goal was just top draw, you know. Or, uh, Chelsea had a little spell then after that when they brought on Higuain. And if what if have Hazard and they, had scored, I think yeah. it could have been a completely um, different game. Two massive chances hitting the post and then saving so. point blank from yeah, Alisson. Yeah. You know, make that 2-1. It's a very different game because I felt Liverpool kind of they brought on Vinaldum and Milner maybe just to kind of see the game out a little bit. Now, now they had a few more kind of attacking chances. They they're Liverpool, chances, that's what they're yeah. going to do. Yeah. But I don't know, like I thought, we'll pull one of them chances away and you're yeah. talking about a completely different the, game different there, you game, know. Yeah. I, I think maybe um, maybe um, Sardi should have started with um, either Higuain or um, uh, what's it called, our, our other lad, Giroud. Giroud, yeah, I, I think, think, yeah, he did I get think, his tactics wrong, I think playing Hazard as the centre there or the false nine, I don't think it worked at all, to be honest I look with what you. happened, he, he, t- he brought Higuain on and Hazard had two massive chances by cutting him from the wing and Liverpool yeah, didn't yeah. enjoy that now. To be fair, Hazard did all right up front, but yeah, right. I think yeah, yeah. the attacking play as a whole didn't really work after that. But Yeah, apparently I would have started with Giroud. I thought Giroud would have caused a bigger headache to the likes of Van, Van Dijk, Dijk and yeah. um, uh, Matt up there at the back because uh, I thought he's... And he seems to he seems to work better with Hazard than Higuain, I think. So, the, you know, I know he probably has... He's keeping it for the Europa Cup games as well, but I don't know. Um, Hudson Adai didn't have a lot to do in that game as yeah, well. Yeah, kind of a lot, of, of, games, lot you know? of dribbles with kind of no end product. No and end I can't product. really blame him either because there wasn't really anything to deliver... Ah yeah, no look, end, look, it was it was one of them games, and as I say, Liverpool fully deserved to win. Oh no, no they, def- no, no they definitely did deserve that win. Like I, I can't make any argument, absolutely any argument uh, against that. So. Yeah, top top goal. Just the thing now is whether City stay on and keep their perfect record up and win the league. You know, it's all in City's hand now at the moment. Well, it is, and you know they've got crucial uh, European Cup matches as well, or Champions League games as well. So uh, interesting the next couple of weeks. Now, I think you'd argue the fact they will probably favour the Champions League over the Premier League now as well. Arguably so, but I think Liverpool definitely have their eye on the title. I think if you asked any Liverpool supporter what would they prefer, they would actually go for the title. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, we'll move on to Man City yeah. now because they're also in this uh, big title race now, and three one against Crystal Palace. They were looking relatively comfortable, I thought, 2-0. Yeah, I thought then, pa- I, I thought Palace were, were poor on the day. I don't they think were, they, but they, they, the they last really five got... minutes, for whatever reason, they just decided yeah, to turn it on. Yeah. And City looked a bit shell-shocked, and I thought, okay, Palace could easily get a point out of this. And 
And even when Palace got a goal back, they they still kind of stepped up a gear city and got the third goal to finish it off, you know. Yeah. But that was a nice finish from Gabriel Yeah, Jesus, yeah anyway. I think though, but um honestly I, I, I felt City were well worth a win as well. Yeah, I, I think so. Oh, look on the basis of play, but look, that's what football's about sometimes. You can play great for eighty five minutes and still come out with a draw or a defeat, you know? Yeah, well that's that's the name of the game, Dan. So you just have to go out there and give your best performance every time and you, you'll be punished if you don't otherwise. And you know what there's still a few little twists and torns left before the season is out yeah definitely well speaking of games where you don't play great and still uh, get your result Man United versus West Ham yeah strange very game very fortunate for Man yeah. United and I wasn't too impressed with uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's comments about United lacking fitness and maybe putting a bit of the blame on Jose Mourinho because I don't know about that. I think they had um they had a game coming up as well against Barcelona, so I, I'm sure he might have had one eye on that as well. And I think what he tried to do was uh, against West Ham was to go out and get an early goal or a couple of goals and maybe just kill off the game. But it didn't actually turn out like that for them. And in the end, you know they were lucky. They got two penalties. Uh, you could argue about the penals. I say the second one definitely was the second uh, one was certainly the a penalty. The first but, one, but I don't Ham, think it was I thought, myself. Uh, I thought particularly in the second half. I thought West Ham gave a really, good, really, yeah. really, really incredible Anderson performance. Showed what he can do when Michael Antonio came on and really uh, took the game by the scruff of the neck. But yeah, yeah, they were, they were unfortunate not to get something out of that game, West Ham. You know, just, just to go very quickly back to Solskjaer and his comments about lack of fitness and all. I thought, like, like I understand that's exactly what I would say if I was the Man United manager myself. It's the most easiest kind of cop out. But where was these fitness concerns when United had eight wins? on the bounce and we're getting back into these positions beating PSG you know a lot of injuries during that PSG again they weren't saying oh well I'm worried about my squad depth or our fitness that we won't last well this. look it, all managers are, you know nowadays it's a squad game and you have to have 22 players now for for for, uh, for the whole season and the way it goes there I mean especially if you're Champions League Europa League FA Cup you've got some games the games are coming ticking fast and if you have a lot of players as well out on international duty I mean you're getting some of them playing 70 possibly 80 games uh, per season so the fitness thing is another issue maybe for another day but again I thought uh, United just about sneaked at the two penalties as I say uh, West Ham could have got something out of that game I just want to bring up this one point to our listeners and to yourself and I was only thinking about it the other day 2012 Chelsea win the Champions League final under Roberto Di Matteo as caretaker manager Roberto Di Matteo didn't stay around for very long, despite the fact they won the Champions League. Post-Chelsea, Roberto Di Matteo was kind of proven out as a very, very ordinary and average manager. Yeah. Chelsea a lot were said a lot of time, but they were rootless for not sticking with Roberto Di Matteo and all that. But I think his track record after the Champions League final kind of proved that he probably wouldn't have been the right person to manage Chelsea. Do you think in the case of Man United appointing Ali Gunnar Solskjaer who has Premier League experience under Cardiff and didn't have a very good time under Cardiff have United by committing to Solskjaer made a mistake that Chelsea avoided um well look only time will tell already he's speaking about a, a rebuilding job at United at the end of the season if he wants to compete with uh, Liverpool's and Man City's up there and even Spurs you know to that extent but is he the right is, man to lead a rebuild operation well not, look do you at, think I, I don't think he is Point. You know, he's managed Cardiff and Mould and we, we can we can answer that question maybe in twelve months' time, Daniel, if he's if he's still there, you know, because uh 
Look, you know, everybody said David Moyes was the man to take over from Ferguson. We've seen how that ended up. Then we thought Van Gaal was the man to take over from Moyes. We've seen how that ended up, you Mourinho know. So, so Mourinho, no, I, I understand so there's a, there's that. A, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things in football, and it's not just uh, the management level as well. There's a whole different uh, different lot of side to the thing, other than putting the teams out on the pitch and preparing them week in, week out as well. So there's a whole other, a lot of issues you have to look at as well within, within the club structure, you know. Yeah, well, look, hindsight is 2020 at the end of the day, but I think United have after maybe blowing their load a little bit too early in no, this case no, by offering no. Solskjaer the contract. Ah, no, I, I, I wouldn't say so because... Um, Wait till the end of the season. Well, arguably so, wait till the end of the season. I mean, the... the I mean, look what's happened since they offered them. Like, they've lost their form completely now. Well, that can happen as well. Look, uh, any any manager that comes into a side, you always get that little uh, spike in performance levels and you always get the, you know, players willing to run in that extra yard and put that extra tackle in and all that. And then things kind of settle down and revert back to type then after two or three months. And I think basically that's just what's happened at United. So... They have a, a couple of interesting weeks to see will they actually get a, a, cha- a, a top four place now for Champions League football next yeah. season. Okay, fair enough anyway. Uh, Arsenal and Watford is our next game and oh, it was an interesting game to say yeah, the least. A yeah. bizarre goal by Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang but I don't even think you could really credit him for it, well, I guess. You'd have to look at, I mean, okay, it was a very, very soft goal. You have to look at Foster there, I suppose. Very unusual well. to see Ben Foster yeah, making yeah, those make, kind of mistakes. You mistakes. Know. Was that their first away win of the season? First it? away clean sheet. First, sorry, first away clean Kev got that right, actually. He, he predicted it correctly. And he did, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair play to Kev. But uh, again, another little bit of controversy with the uh, Troy red card for Troy Dean. Well, I yeah, don't know yeah. what he was thinking there. I don't know. Like, yeah, very, very early in the game. I mean, you know, I don't know why the players. I mean, we've seen it in the last couple of weeks, players' reactions and, uh, you know, the ball is nowhere near them or there's, um, you know, it's nowhere near their, their, their goal and, you know, they're just doing silly things on the pitch, you know. So well, quickly straight, after conceding the goal well, as well. Well, straight, straight away, you know, straight away the fans are are, are questioning and, you, you know, your other players are questioning it as well. So um, it's going to be, um, again, with, with United and Arsenal and certainly Chelsea there hanging on in, the, it looks like now there's uh, one, one place between the three of them. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, look, they say the whole thing of strikers getting sent off, it doesn't really affect the team that much. I mean, if defender gets sent off a uh, centre midfield, you have to rework your whole game plan then. Well, look, come here. If you're down to 10 men... I know, I know. Matter, who, who, well, who I think the off, strikers, yeah. obviously, I think the... Yeah, well, maybe it's going to affect the game the least. Yeah, I think, well, the fact that was the fact that it was so early in the game as well, it, it probably kind of ruined the game for Watford a little bit, you know, because you have to reorganize it. Okay, if if you're ten minutes from the end, you might be hanging on a little bit, but certainly not ten minutes, uh, ten or eleven minutes into the game, because uh, certainly then you you know you're on the you're on the back foot then for eighty minutes, you know, and I suppose the one goal that Arsenal got was enough, and they were probably happy on the night just to get out of Watford with the win. Well, yeah, anyway, speaking of red cards, yeah, I think we have to talk about the anti-knockout challenge in the Bournemouth and Brighton game. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely shocking. Absolutely I mean, horrible um, tackle. And, you know, I think he deserves more than a three-game ban for a challenge that bad. Well, yeah, and, you know, they're actually looking at, I think, I believe, at one of the tackles from the previous week as well. Yeah, on Mitrovic, that's the thing, uh, yeah, against Fulham, The red so mist definitely follows him around. Something, does, you know, the last couple of weeks there, Chris Yoten would be very, very disappointed. I mean, I'm sure he's, he, you know, he, he said at the time as well that arguably their worst performance of the season uh, against Bournemouth. But, um, 
Again, they're in serious trouble. Uh, sorry, Brighton. And I think um, the, over the next couple of weeks, I don't well, think... Cardiff as well. Yeah, Another well, big, big they result. Haven't, they haven't any easy games either, you know. I think they have to play uh, City. I think they have to play... Um, they've got City and they have... They've got... Um, is it Liverpool they have to play as well? Um, uh, Cardiff have Car- to play Liverpool. Car- sorry, Cardiff have to play Liverpool. City, I think, have... Uh, they have to... Oh, Brighton have to play Spurs and Man City, I think, is, is in their last couple of games. So there's only two points of a gap there now. So very, very interesting indeed. Play the um, dead one. So we um, haven't used any jingles in a while. So I thought we might use this one here anyway, just because Brighton Bournemouth was the biggest uh, defeat of the weekend anyway. But yeah, no, look, this was a very, very easy game for uh, Bournemouth in the end. Yeah. Dan Goslin with a very, very simple goal. Just one, two passing in between. Took two defenders. Out. Shane Duffy and Lewis Dunk have been very poor in the last few weeks. And to be honest, I they think... They have, and it's a worrying, it's a worrying sign for Brighton. Seeing as they were so strong defensively. But the thing is, yeah. I mean, they rely on Glenn Murray, who's 35 yes. years of age. Florent and Downey, nah, not really doing it for me. And, you know, Pascal Grouse, Iscadero... Uh, their main attacking threats have, haven't been around for most of the season this yeah. is what happens when you rely too heavily on defence I think yeah, well, you I eventually know. get cut out for, and Chris Hewitt might pay the ultimate price for it they did say in the last couple of weeks they're talking about Brighton's form in front of goal and uh, you know it's literally deserted them I think they haven't scored in the, in the last I think in their last three home games they haven't scored I think and uh, they're certainly in big trouble and as, uh, as we say but the games they have coming up and a, a two-point gap now between them and Cardiff is going they to be very, They still have a game in hand. Just about, I think, yeah. yeah. Well, I think they could go down very easily, Brian. Very, very easy, yeah. And uh, I know I've been championing Cardiff on the show for the last couple of weeks and anyway. So, yeah, your, uh, your wish still might come it's, true. It's, it's still doable, you know. Yeah. Um, the last couple of games, as I said... Um, they had a, a bit of, well, they had a little bit of a rough patch, but I, I thought even in the, the Burnley game that they played there at the weekend, they were oh, a little Cardiff bit of, were absolutely they were, robbed yeah, in that were, game. They were, were unfortunate again, and similar again with the Chelsea the game. So, incident, that so, was like, that wasn't even close, like to. Well, I don't know. The first he, one was bad. The second one's even worse, I think. Well, he awarded a penalty and then he changed his mind. So Mike obviously, Dean, after yeah. after consulting with the for, uh, the for, uh, no, not the fourth official, with the linesman, it was, and uh, he changed his mind. So yeah, I think, I I think Mike Dean like just likes playing the pantomime villain. Well, Wind I, up well, Neil I don't know. It's kind of funny, yeah, I guess. but I mean, if if the referee is there and the referee's decision is supposed to be final, and now you've got VAR, and now you can go and consult the lines. If the referee gives the decision, which he clearly did, yeah. Which no, 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 the, the assistant, the linesman, gave the decision. The linesman gave the penalty? Yeah, okay. the linesman put his flag up because it was penalty. Warren, or not Warnock. Uh, Mike Dean, Mike Dean pointed went to over to him. Yeah, but, no, well, Mike Dean pointed, went over to him, they discussed it, and then Dean all changed his mind. Yeah, well, that was, you know, that's, that's a really that's strange a little bit of a strange, now, and, like, and, I, and I don't know, and you can see why Neil Warnock is so frustrated over the last couple I of weeks. I mean, weeks, like, they've probably been cheated at, well, look, cheated is a hard, harsh yeah, word to use, yeah. look, it's just poor officiating, but well, poor officiating has cost them some serious it's, points it's where they could be few. out of the relegation zone. Exactly, yeah, yeah, but as I say, um, I thought I thought it was a game Cardiff could have got something out of. Yeah, very true. Well, look, Chris Wood scored the two goals for... Bernie anyway and we've been although I, I've been talking about him a lot in the last few weeks and I think he's a good player him and Ashley Barnes 
Ashley Barnes was just doing a lot of Kissinger in that game. Ah, well, I know. We've seen oh, that the little, was, that was, seen that the was a strange um, one. I haven't seen anything like that before. No, I know. But it was all kind of handbags nonsense. I don't think uh, the referee was going to make anything. He's he, he seen it and when he's seen what was going on, I think he just wanted to tell them to get out of the game, basically. Is this what football's kind of turned into? Though? I miss the days where a good old-fashioned headbutt will come in. Well, I don't know about that. That's something we can do without in the game as well. Well, you know? maybe so, but I don't know. I don't think I like the, but like he was the alternative of kissing players on the nose. Yeah, well, look, come here. You know, we've seen it there, the, even in the semi-final a couple of weeks ago there, when um, Kyle Walker there could have been sent off as well against Brighton in the semi-final. So, uh you know, I think the referee actually got the call right and he let the two of them get on with the game, you know. And he certainly, um, you know, he wants he wants to let the game flow as much as he can, obviously. But uh, again, it's something that, that Cardiff might feel a little bit robbed if that's the word I want to use. But uh, I think that's the right a, a, word to use. A, a game they certainly could have got something out of. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, Ben Me, that was just a bizarre, bizarre decision, really, was And yeah, he, he caught on both of them. I don't know how they got away with that one. Uh, what did you think of the Goodmanson penalty um, call? No, uh, I think it was the right call. I don't think it yeah, was much. Yeah, I, I, I think... don't think it was either because I think Goodmanson pushes into, was it Tarkowski? Tarkowski, it could have been, yeah. But, well, but I can't remember the defender, but I think he pushes into him first, which knocks him off balance. Yeah. Now, no, I think he does have a little swipe at him, but... Uh, no, I think the referee got that one right. I definitely think the referee got that one right, you know. So uh, I don't think that was a penalty. But certainly um, arguments for uh, Cardiff's, uh, in Cardiff's favour on the other two uh, incidents, you know. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Our next game then is Fulham and Everton. This game really, really irritated me because Everton have been on such a good run against London teams this season. Yeah. And then they lose to the worst London team. Well, yeah, I think this was one of the uh, games I actually predicted because I don't. You know, did, in fairness, Fulham, to you, but you were just being controversial last week for the well, sake of. Well, maybe, it, maybe it's just like being controversial most of the time. But Fulham, <laughs> uh, no, in, in fairness to Fulham, and you know, they're, they're losing by the odd goal. I know they played Chelsea recently, and I know they played Liverpool recently, and all the whole lot. But um, I. You know, this is the thing about Everton as well. You don't know what kind of side you're, and that's why I kind of fancied Fulham. You know that. Yes, Everton have been playing well the last couple of weeks and got a couple of decent results and all, but certainly they didn't show a hell of a lot there um, against no, Fulham. Very so, few chances know, uh, created yeah, as well. I yeah. mean, you're playing the worst defence in the league and I think they only... One shot on target, was it? One shot, two shots on target. Very maybe. poor. It, it, you're giving Sergio Rico a clean sheet. Yes, That's exactly, how bad you yeah, are. Yeah, but um, no, having said that, um, nice to see Fulham getting a win. I know it's uh, too look, little, it, it's it's too too little, little too late. late look, you know? I'm... Not the biggest advocate of Scott Parker as a manager. I don't know if he has the charisma or the guile to do it. Well, myself. he's he's you know he he had a good playing career, but again, uh, sometimes good players don't make good managers, and we've seen cases in the past where that's gone wrong. But um, Ollie Gunnar, Scott, well, look, come here. <laughs> no, I'm only messing. That's that's uh, um, that's why I you know that's, that's, yeah, that's a work in progress, I suppose, with them. But uh, certainly with uh, Scott Parker, I think he deserves a chance. And anyway, I know he's been around that club a good while as well, you know. Yeah, so, he has um, in fairness. You know, give him a chance and let's see how he gets on. Do you think they'll take women in the championship? I don't think they've anything to lose. I don't think they're going to end up the way of Portsmouth or Sunderland or anything like that. They've well, got a lot of money, so. They, 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 they do have money, but they spent a lot of money this year and it went horribly wrong. So maybe the owners wouldn't be... Um, wouldn't like to invest any money again or will they you know will they bring in players or look to bounce back straight back into the premiership you know we look at teams say that have gone down in recent seasons and you know 
take for example Ipswich in the championship now getting relegated going into the third yeah. tier of English football Look, we've seen it with Charlton, Charlton Sunderland and yeah, all set, that uh, so. Portsmouth certainly so over the years but um, you know to, to, to get out of the championship is a dog fight as well you know so well, I mean look at Stoke going, they were yeah, expected well, to be Stoke. red hot favourites to come back up they're 16th that's true yeah now, very poor and there's no doubt Fulham will lose their best players uh, during the during the course of the preseason as well. Do they have best players? Well, <laughs> they, well, look at come here. That's that's for someone else to decide. Uh, I, I'm not the man with the money who or own a football club. But anyway, uh, we we'll see how <laughs> Scott, we we'll see how Scotty Parker gets on at Fulham. We will, we will indeed. Anyway, uh, we'll go on to other another relegated team, and that was Huddersfield. Well, Spurs and Huddersfield in this case. <laughs> Well, we all knew uh, Huddersfield's fate was sealed a couple of uh, weeks ago, a couple of months ago even, you know. And uh, again, uh, the, the early goals... Yeah, and is weirding me out. Yeah, well, look, a sp- He Spurs, just seems really pissed off and angry all the time. Yeah, Spurs got the two goals and nice and early, and that kind of set the tone of the game as well. Um, Huddersfield, uh, they, they huffed and puffed for a little bit, and they tried, and they had one or two half chances again. See, that, and then, that's what I said myself. I then, said, like, oh, they, there could be a goal in them. And they did have a little 10-minute spell where they actually they, they hit the bar as well yeah, from a very yeah. good free kick Lloris tipped we, it onto we, the bar we thought, so. we thought they might have uh, nicked the goal back and it might have made an interesting but Spurs again stepped on the gas and uh, Lucas Moore yeah, did the Lucas business Moore with his hat-trick and he took his yeah. goals very well oh, some, some, some of the uh, goals that, that's the interesting thing about Spurs I mean they lose Harry Kane but they have they usually always have someone to step up whether that's Ericsson or Ali or Son, Lucas Moura even. Well, again, this is the thing. We're talking about the squads and we're talking about, you know, uh, players to step in and, uh, you know, when a player gets injured or a so-called key player gets injured and you have to say, you know, uh, is there enough uh, quality that some of these teams have uh, if they if they lose some of their main players, maybe the likes of Chelsea, maybe yeah, the likes I think of Arsenal. That's the big difference between uh, possibly Spurs with and United. Um, they haven't got the quality there if they lose one or two key players. Yeah, you know the the they're struggling for form. Where the likes of maybe arguably Liverpool, City, and Tottenham, they can bring in a like for like player. You know, and that's that's kind of proven this uh, throughout the course of the season. I still think I think Spurs had a good night look. It's against Huddersfield lowest ranked team in the league haven't been great have hardly scored any goals but look win is win at the end of the day they're still unbeaten in their new home anyway and well, they kept a clean sheet in every game as can, well you so. can only play what's in front of you Dan and uh, you have to go out and win your games and that's it and the fourth hat trick at the new stadium as well so that'll be a, a little bit of history as well a yeah. quiz question now anyway yeah keep that years. for keep that for a few years time yeah but yeah anyway uh, next game and that was the one I predicted correctly that was my ball prediction that was Southampton and Wolves I told you Wolves would have a bit of a hangover yes, after the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, I thought now Wolves would have given a better account of themselves. From the very first minute. Yeah, first minute. And, um, very good finish as well. He's been in good form lately. He took his two goals well, I thought. Took his two goals very well. Nice to see Shane Long. Back to back, you wait for so long and two come along at once. That's it's what beautiful. happens. That's what happens. But uh, no, I thought Wolves were very poor on the yeah, day. They as were as ordinary. A, I've, you know, I've seen Wolves perform much better than that. And uh, I have to say, I was a little bit disappointed with Wolves. I think this is the reason why Kev didn't want to come on. He was embarrassed because he gave gave me stick about uh, Ralph Hasenhutl. But here's the interesting thing. Ralph Hasenhutl, since he took over from Sparky Hughes, Go on. 1.5 uh, points per game since he's after coming in. If he'd kept that up at the start of the season, they would be in seventh place right now. 
Well, look at come here. These are all... so it's interesting now because there's a oh, yeah, team that there's a something there. Well, just bringing a few players, I think, and they could actually really do well next season. Well, look and then Liverpool by all their Southampton, players. Southampton, yeah. Well, you see, that's the problem with Southampton. They've always been a selling club, and you know they, yeah. they bring players in and they keep them, or they get some fr- players uh, from the academy, and then next of all, they're sold on. So, I think no matter what manager is at Southampton, there's always going to be that issue there. But uh, I think the three-one win against Wolves now more or less secures their Premiership. So oh yeah, so well they were celebrating. They were celebrating. Yes, like they, they won were, the league were, at the end yeah, of that game yeah. as well. But now a good win. But uh, have to say I expected a little bit more out Wolves. I'm going to make a very bold claim here. Go on, very bold claim. Ralph Hasenhutl to be managing Manchester United in two years. Wow, that's um, a bold claim. I think it could happen. Well, I suppose, look, football, anything can I'm happen, po- you know. Pochettino vibes. Well, Pochettino was at Southampton. Well, Pochettino was, yeah, and, and then he went to Spurs. This uh, Hassan Hootl, uh, your good friend, uh, he was the uh, D- Borussia Dortmund uh, B team. No, 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 that's Jan Seward. Oh, Seward. I, t- I told yeah, you about yeah, that earlier yeah, on. That's okay, why yeah, but uh, Hassan... RB Leipzig. Le- well, I, I, I knew it was one of the German... Yeah. Uh, he was at one of the German teams, and anyway... Did well there, but, in fairness, uh, him. Yeah, but look, come here. The Premiership is a completely different animal, you know. He's so. taken to it well enough. He's taken to it all, right? I'm a bit, but I know Look, he's. I know I keep bringing him up all the time, but I think he is a very good manager, and there's something to work with there at Southampton, and they could easily be brought. Well, they finished seventh a few years back. They could easily be getting back up to those uh, positions again. They I think. did, they did, yeah. But look, as I say, um, he's going to want some reassurances from uh, the board there that they're going to put some money in there because I say certainly next season they won't want another struggle like they, they did this year. You no, know? definitely not. But uh, sometimes, the, you know, the board might be prepared to back him and like I say, we, we'll see how your man, Mr. Rabbit House, Mr. gets Rabbit on. Mr. Rabbit House in Austrian. Our next game then is Newcastle and Leicester. The Newcastle. This was the Friday Leicester, night game. Yeah, yeah, Leicester uh, Newcastle on the Friday night. Very that was, poor yeah. uh, performance from Leicester. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, Leicester. Now, as I say, they didn't really do a hell of a lot. I thought now there was a few players there that certainly didn't turn up on the night. I know. Oh, yeah, Yuri Telemans, yeah. even Jamie Vardy missed a kind of sitter yeah, then. And yeah, Chilwell didn't have a good game either. Madison. I thought it was quiet on the yeah. night as well. Newcastle went and they played okay. You yeah, know, the pair is a good goal. Yeah, they, he's, he's done very well for Newcastle. Him did. and Solomon Rondon. They did. Rondon hit the bar with, yeah. with a free kick there in the first half, midway through the first half as well. You know, that, but that's that's something that I noticed on the telly as well that they said, "Oh, Solomon Rondon isn't known for his free kicks." He scored a great free kick the other week. He did. Yeah. Who yeah. was it against? But uh, well, I can't remember who it was against. But it was a great free kick. I don't well, know. the previous week they lost at home to uh, Crystal Palace. They yeah. lost. They lost at home to Palace, and then they go to Leicester and get a win. And that they probably might have didn't. They, I don't think they deserve to lose to Palace. So maybe that's arguably just not. No. Karma, but I again, guess. that 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 probably describes Newcastle season. You know, they can be up and down. You know, they're they're, they're a strange. They're a strange outside. New, I mean, there's enough trouble going on behind the scenes at Newcastle uh, like without Ashley, the yeah. trouble going out on the pitch with Ashley and all that. So. Uh, Interesting to see will Benitez even be there at the end of the season? I so I think, think he'll stay myself. Well, I think he'll stay if he's given certain uh, reassurances by the board, and if he doesn't, I'd certainly say he'd look to move on. Yeah, it's possible. Look, I, uh, the future of Mike Ashley as well depends whether he sells his club or not. But I think he'll be there next season. I think. Well, I'd like to see he's him, got you the, know. the team yeah. playing the way he wants, and they're starting to pick up results now. Well, I think uh, I think he's a good addition to the Premier League, and anyway, Benitez. I mean, he, you know, the previous experience there with Chelsea and with Liverpool as well. So, uh, again, they they got the win on the night, an unexpected win, I suppose, that everybody thought. So, uh, they're probably the 
looking to go on holidays now in Newcastle, yeah. knowing, that, knowing that they're fairly safe. So it'll be interesting to see how they play out the last four games or so, or five games, just to see what, how they get on. All right, then. So uh, that was the last of our games there. That went by very quickly, I thought. Uh, we'll go for a little break then and talk about the upcoming uh, fixtures for the next uh, weekend anyway. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Max Rushton. You're listening to Who's on the Front Post, which could also be called Don't Let It Bounce or Let's Win the Second Ball or It's Still Nil Nil. Enjoy. And we're back ready to roll after our break anyway. So we'll do our weekend predictions now. There's a few uh, midweek games on as well, so we'll include them now. But the first game of the weekend is Man City and Spurs on the Saturday, half 12. Yes. And you never uh, back the early kickoff. Very, very interesting, all right. Um, this will be coming off the back of a Champions League game as well. Which hasn't taken place at the time of recording. Hasn't taken place, obviously, at the time of recording. But uh, City, obviously... Uh, looking to do uh, to keep their own momentum going against Liverpool <laughs> and Spurs looking to consolidate their third place as well I suppose very very interesting game um, you're rambling you don't know who to choose no do you know what I am not, I know I do know who I'm going to choose it's going to be a very tight game but I fancy City to just nick a 2-1 I'm thinking Man City to win that 2-0 myself Okay. I think they'll have just a little bit too much. Depending on how the Champions League result goes, I think that really plays into it. That but does I'm gonna, play into it, yeah. I'm just going to go with my gut feel and go with a 2-0. Okay. Yeah. Bournemouth and Fulham is the next game. and Strange. Well, I mean, Bournemouth, after a great win, yeah. and Fulham with a win, which is just as weird. It would be just as weird, yeah. Um, um, inconsistency for Bournemouth, I guess, is their big thing to guard from, and they have been very inconsistent. So I'm actually going to go with a one-all draw. Yeah, do you know, you're, you're reading my mind, Dan. I think I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw as well. I think Fulham would be kind of glad to pick up a win there and give the support or something to cheer about uh, against Everton. Bournemouth kind of know they're safe, so I can't see this other than a 1-1 draw. Okay, cool. Huddersfield and Watford then the next game. Uh, ah, 2-0 to Watford for me. I just don't see Huddersfield doing anything really. Um, I'm actually going to go with a draw on this one. Um, Watford, I'm going to start saying they're going to be looking at the FA Cup final. I don't know if some players are going to put in the shift. but again, I think that's the that's the opposite for me though. Well, I think I they know. will put in the shift well, because of the FA Cup final. Arguably so. Final. And you can say players are playing for their places as well. But you know, you don't want a, a player to you know, hamstring and then he's out for three weeks and he, you know your top players are missing. I don't think anyone in that Watford team is infallible though. Well, I know. I know. And I know they're going for the seventh place as well. So... Uh, no, I think Huddersfield, I know they had the, the, the little spell against Boers there and all the whole life. They can nick a goal. I'm going to go for the draw on that. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. I'm going to go with the Wofford win just because Wofford to win that 2-0 because the opposite reason for yourself. I think everyone's going to try and play and impress the manager leading up to the FA Cup final. I mean, even Jorelio Gomez played instead of uh, Ben Foster. So I don't think anyone in that team is safe. So yeah, that's they need the performances they want to prove they can play in the FA Cup final, plain and simple. So yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. 2-0 to Watford. West Ham and Leicester is the next game. Yeah. This is another hard, this, tough week of predictions, this another one. Another very, very difficult one to predict. I thought um, I thought West Ham were very, very unfortunate again, United. Uh, Leicester just I, looked very, very average. And they looked very, very ordinary. I think in, in, in this game, I just think the uh, home advantage might do it for West Ham. I think West Ham will nick a 2-1. I'm going to go the opposite and go 2-1 to Leicester. I don't okay. know. I think they can bounce back. I think they're enjoying their time under uh, Brendan Rodgers at the moment. I picture Jamie Vardy will be, he wanted to make amends for his uh, miss at the weekend. Just gone. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Leicester. Okay. Wolves and Brighton is our next game. 
Um, I'm actually going to We've go... We've given a lot of flack to Brighton today. <laughs> yes, I know we have. And again, this is a crucial time in Brighton's uh, season. They, you know, on the back of that uh, home defeat, the card of it really, really puts it up against. But Wolves' home form, I think, has been the key to uh, Wolves this season. And I think uh, the way Brighton are struggling at the moment, the nerves will be setting in a little bit as well. I'm going to go with a 2-0 win to Wolves. To keep things interesting, yeah, in the relegation zone battle, I'm going to go with the Wolves win. I think it'll be, yeah, 2-0 myself. Okay. Don't really see Brighton scoring at the moment. Their defence no, is very yeah, ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Newcastle and Southampton. This is the interesting one because both of these two teams have been lower down in the tail for majority of the season. They've started both playing well, so... Yeah, interesting. Uh, both of them know they're safe as well. So, uh, you know, that could be a little bit of a dead rubber, that game as well. I'm um, going to go with a draw on that and I'm going to say 1-1. Uh, I'm going to go and continue the Hassan Hilton revolution and say 2-1 to Southampton. Okay, Can Shane Long make it three in a row? Well, there you go. You wait for one long and then three come together. Uh, the world start ending. Meteors will yes. be falling from the sky. Uh, <laughs> then our Sunday games, we're starting off with Everton and Man United. Um, very, oh, you very don't know who's going to turn very, up, very do you? Interesting. Well, I suppose the fact that everything being so poor last week against uh, now it's Fulham, their turn to be good. Now it's their turn to come around and they need a performance. But again, Manchester United will need a performance uh, after the disappointment in out in Barcelona. Yeah, um, a lot of criticism coming their yeah, way. Yeah, so. this has the hallmarks of a draw for me. I'm going to go with a 1 1 draw. I'm going to think that everything won't get out of their predicament because. When they're good, they can be very good. But when they're bad, they can be very bad. And I think they won't have enough to turn it around this week. I think I'm going to go with a United 2-0 win on this one myself. Okay. Arsenal and Palace is our next game. Um, Arsenal's home form uh, reasonably very good. Yeah. Uh, Palace haven't looked amazing Palace haven't lately. set the wall on fire. And, you know, I, I look, come here. I, I'm going to go with the Arsenal win here. Home win for Arsenal. Um... I'm going to say there'll be a few goals in the I'll go with a 3-1 win to Arsenal. You've read my mind there. 3-1 for myself as well. Yeah, okay. Cardiff and Liverpool is the next game. That's the last game on the Sunday. Cardiff-Liverpool. Um, this is a massive game for both teams for all the different reasons. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Cardiff need to get something out of the game um, just, to, just to, uh, to, to stay out of relegation battle with uh, Brighton. And depending on how the result will go on the Saturday, Brighton will have already played against Wolves so Cardiff will know exactly what they'll have to do by then uh, Wolves are, uh, sorry Liverpool on the other hand uh, chasing that I think Wolves will have just a, Cardiff sorry, not Wolves you keep saying that you know yeah um, yeah no do you know what uh, Liverpool 2-1 for me fair enough yeah, you really yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you I were know, trying yeah, to yeah I know I've been a, an advocate of Cardiff and Neil Warner the, the last couple of weeks I, I hope Cardiff don't go down um, we'll wait and see but I think on the day Liverpool should have enough to to beat them you know 2-1 4-0 win for Liverpool for me okay. I just think Cardiff don't perform fantastically against the top teams and really I think Liverpool will have enough to beat them okay. on their day so uh, Monday night is our Chelsea and they're playing Bournemouth Burnley even Burnley even my yeah, you have to get me uh, mixing it, up the names it, now yeah, on yeah, this yeah. so uh, Chelsea against Bournemouth at home uh, I know in the last couple I think couple it's a 2-0 for me 
Last couple of seasons, this uh, type of game has been a bit of a tricky one for uh, for Chelsea. But I think on the night, they should have enough. I'm going to go with a 3-1 win to Chelsea. Okay, okay. Grand. Uh, we don't think we really have too much to talk about that one. Uh, our midweek games is Spurs and Brighton is the first one. Interesting mm, game. Yes, yes, a very interesting game. And uh, as I say, over the weekend, uh, things will be looking uh, a little bit ominous maybe for Brighton. I'm going to go uh, 3-0 here to Spurs. I just think Spurs will have uh, way too much. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They look really good in their new home as well. Have, I don't think Brighton have, will yeah. have enough to Yeah, and of course, consolidating the third place for Spurs will be the main thing, you know. Uh, Watford and Southampton is our next game then Watford and Southampton uh, tricky game I'm going to go I mean as you, as you rightly said Southampton have had a decent little couple of weeks there all of a sudden um, I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw I'm going to go with a one all draw I I like the Hassan Hill revolution but I don't think it'll have enough for this game you know Watford yeah, might yeah. nick something to one I maybe. think it'll be a very but open game I'm going to go with a one all drama I think it'll be an yeah. open game and I think there will be a few goals in it that's why I think 2-2 two, two for me uh, interesting game there yeah. Wolves and Arsenal um, again Wolves play very good against the top six teams yeah Wolves home form against Arsenal's away form where they haven't been good yeah. um, do you know what I'm going to go with a 2-1 win to Wolves because I think Wolves have taken points off all the top teams at home and I think they'll do the same again I'm going to go with a one-all draw myself. I think Arsenal, I just think Wolves are in a bit of a weird state at the minute. They might patch things up, but I'm going to go with the one-all draw myself. I don't see Wolves getting a win on this one for some reason. Okay. Uh, the big midweek game then is Man United and Man City. Yeah, wow. That's gonna this be... could potentially knock United out of the top four race. Yeah. Could potentially knock City from their uh, top place finish. So yeah, very, very. I wonder why United fans would kind of prefer seeing um, Liverpool win the league or well, seeing them finish they, top four. Well, would they prefer to see City win the league or would they prefer to see Liverpool win the league? That's that's another that's way. The big that's, team. that's the, the but the that's question. what I, that's the question that I just posed. Yeah, in fairness. Yeah. Again, um, United at home. Um, you know they've been hit and miss. You know the last couple of games. You know they. Didn't exactly set the world on fire either. Um, I know it's going to be a derby and I know they, they, they would love to probably beat City, but I think City are going to have too much for United. I think it's going to be about uh, 3-1 for City. 3-1 for City. I'm going to go with a 2-0 for City myself now. Um, I just think that United haven't looked great. City have, a, have it in their locker where they can step up a gear at any time. They can make changes and change their whole kind of philosophy in game anyway yeah, so yeah. I think well, that does have a little bit too much yeah, for me I, well from I mean the reason why I'm going 3-1 for City is if you look at uh, uh, Man United's defence and you look at City's attack that's what that's yeah, what's that's doing fair. it for that's what's doing it for me and know? even if I, that attack isn't performing great you can bring on Jesus well, and City, Sané City, and City going forward against uh, United defending that I think is the, the key battle in, yeah, in the game so yeah. interesting Oh, yeah, good, good points made there. Anyway. Well, that's the last for our weekend uh, predictions anyway. Man United fans, write in to us. Uh, what would you prefer to see? Would you rather see Man City beat you and beat Liverpool to the title or would you rather get top four and see Liverpool win the league? Write in to us anyway on our email address. Uh, he was on the front post at gmail.com or write to us on Twitter as well. Uh, our Twitter handle is at he was on front post. Keep passing the podcast around, lads. Uh, we're getting a few more listens in every time anyway so if you have anyone uh, you know that's interested in football likes to 
listen to things in the background and work or anything like that just pass it along anyway because uh and keep writing in because we like to hear from you as well so yeah thanks we'll very uh, much end it there support. for uh this week and uh, we'll be back uh next wednesday or thursday anyway after the premier league action has gone down so thanks very much for listening now thank you